The planet is heating up. The oceans are becoming filled with plastic. Change starts now. Change starts now. We're on a countdown. To zero waste. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast. Here's your host, Laura Nash. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zero Waste Countdown podcast and radio show. Today's episode is actually very special for me for a few reasons. So the first is that we reached 100,000 downloads of the Zero Waste Countdown podcast. So I want to thank you, everyone who's listening, for downloading the episodes and trying to live more sustainably and uh, looking for all the right answers because it's very, very exciting. And sometimes with sustainable living, I find it can be a little bit disheartening when you run into so much plastic and so many unsustainable practices. And so there is proof that you are not alone trying to live sustainably and do the right thing. So there are a lot of other people out there who are tuning in and trying to find these answers. The second thing about this episode is that it was recorded in Detroit at the Kobo Center at the Sustainable Brands 2019 conference. There are so many cool brands here and some very, very big brands too, who have their own sustainability chiefs and officers and directors. And so that's very, very exciting. And we're going to talk to one of them coming up here shortly, but I just want to say a little bit more about the conference. So what's really nice to see is that everything is being taken care of uh, in terms of the event. So it was encouraged to bring our own water bottles. That email went out before we arrived and there are water refill stations. And also the food is being served on plates, cutlery, and in cups that are compostable. Now the issue with compostable material is that often it doesn't make it into a compost facility. And so I can see that there are people here who are taking it away in compost bags and that will be headed to a compost facility. So it's very, very nice to see. So very special episode. And today we're speaking with Ellen Jakowski. She is the Global Head of Sustainability, Strategy, and Innovation at HP. And you may know them because you may have an HP computer, or you may have an HP printer, or you may be using their ink cartridges in your printer, which we're going to talk all about because they are doing some very sustainable work and really, really leading the way uh, to save us all from ocean plastic. So really good things coming out of HP. You will notice that this episode and a few other episodes are a little bit echoey, and that's just because we're in a bigger room and I'm not at Loyalist College with all of our amazing studio sound equipment. So if you do notice that, uh, I apologize, but it's all about the content here at SB Detroit. And if you listen closely, you might even hear the train that runs along the Detroit River because it passes quite frequently past the conference center. And what's funny is I could see... Canada from the window of the conference. So I didn't get homesick. Anyway, so here is Ellen Jakowski, Global Head of HP's Sustainability Strategy and Innovation. You work for HP and you guys are doing a lot in terms of sustainability. So a lot of us have HP products. We either have a computer that's HP or a printer and we use ink that's HP. So you guys are basically around the world selling products and you've taken a turn uh, to make sure that these products are sustainable. And actually, this has been going on for, I think, 15 years, right? Uh, your work in sustainability? 
So our work for ink cartridges and our closed-loop recycling process has been going on for about 15 years, but HP has a long legacy of a commitment to sustainability. Back in the 50s, our two founders, Bill Hewlett and Dave Packard, were really committed to what was then called global citizenship. And in fact, they put that on our list of eight corporate objectives when they founded the company. Oh, wow. So it's been part of HP ever since it was founded. Which is pretty much unheard of for most brands, right? It's more of a new thing to get into the sustainability, right? That's right. So let's talk a little bit about the the plastic recycling. So if I use HP ink cartridges, then I can return them to you somehow, right? Yes. So we offer recycling. If you go to hp.com slash recycle, you can figure out based on where you live. Uh, we offer recycling in over, I think, 73 countries now. Nice. Um, you list your country or your zip code, wherever you are, um, and the product that you're interested in recycling, and they'll have specific instructions for where, where you can return it to our company. So in some cases, like for example, in the US, we have partnerships with many retailers where you can drop them off for free, um, or you can mail them back to us for free. In some cases, some of our products are really valuable for recycling, like RPCs have gold in them. So at times we might pay you for that product to be returned to us. What's so, an RPC? Hmm? What's an RPC? No, in, in your PC. So oh. inside the PC, there's, there's metal gold. in there. There's some gold in there. There's copper in there. There's valuable metal. Um, and we might actually pay you to uh, return it to us for recycling. Oh, very cool. So there are a lot of different options depending on the product depending on where you live, but hp.com slash recycle, go there and it'll tell you what to do. Nice. And so um, Canadians, right? Can, can Absolutely. Send yep. Go take a look there. Um, choose which part of Canada and you'll find all the information on where to send your products. Nice. So to go back to the cartridges, if we send those into HP, then what happens to those? So our ink cartridge recycling program has been around for about 15 years. And we've innovated a closed loop recycling process. And what that means is we want the ink cartridges back because we're going to disassemble them and make more ink cartridges out of that material. So uh, when you turn it back to us, uh, we take it and disassemble it. Magnets come and pull the metal off of the print head. We recycle and resell that metal on the uh, metal market. Um, then we're left with the plastic cage that's shredded. And we mix it with additional types of plastic like PET bottle plastic um, to create a new cartridge, fill it with ink and sell it again. So that's what closed loop recycling is, returning that product because we're going to create that same product right out of that ink cartridge. That's awesome. And the PET that you're getting, it's a polyethylene terabithylate, I mm-hmm. think, right? Uh, so that is coming from kind of a special place and a special program that uh, HP has set up. Yes. So we use a lot of PET. We make a lot of ink cartridges. Uh, we use over a million bottles a day of PET to make our ink cartridges. Oh my gosh. And we source that from several locations, some being off the global plastics market or the North American plastics market. But we've recently, as of March 2017, started sourcing some of that plastic from Haiti. Uh, for several reasons. One, plastic in Haiti is ocean-bound plastic. If we're not picking it up, if we're not buying it and using it to make products like HP ink cartridges, often that material lays on the ground, uh, ends up in a canal, and then pushes out into the ocean and creates a really big problem of ocean plastic pollution. Mm-hmm. So that was an opportunity for us to change our sourcing, sourcing methodology to source some of this to prevent the ocean plastic pollution problem. Additionally, it creates opportunities for jobs and for education opportunities for the families of our collectors down there. 
Right. Because there are people down there on the ground collecting the plastic, right? That's right. So does it get picked up by trucks like it does here in North America or? So there is no formal municipal garbage collection at scale across Haiti as a country. Um, so oftentimes, again, that trash just ends up on the ground uh, and, yeah. and at times in waterways and out into the ocean. Yeah. So there's people on the ground that are, are getting that plastic and they're taking it into a facility, right? And that's being shredded into pellets, pelletized. So the process that we follow to uh, collect the plastic and source it from Haiti is uh, HP through our supply chain employs plastic collectors. Um, they go around and collect this plastic. They put it in sacks called super sacks. Um, and then they sell it to a collection center owner. Um, they might sort it by color. So there's different value to different colors of those bottles. The clear ones tend to have the highest value because there's a lot of demand for things like uh, recycled material for clear plastic packaging, and that's what that's used for. Um, and then there are darker colors that have less use, but they're really valuable to HP because we make black ink cartridges. That's the color of our plastic. So we can use any color of that PET to make our cartridges. So it's sorted by the collection center owner. Then it's sold to a company that we work with in Haiti called EXA. And EXA is a local recycler that sorts it one more time to make sure that the quality is there. Um, we don't want to mix different types of plastic and keeping the colors separate is really important uh, as well. Mm -hmm. They also look for contaminants that are part of um, that process and make sure they can weed out anything that shouldn't be in there. And then they shred it. So we buy then the shredded plastic from EXA, the recycler in Haiti. That's then shipped to a company called Laverne in Montreal who compounds that shredded PET plastic from Haiti with our cartridge plastic. Mm -hmm. And we make new e-cartridges, fill it with ink, and sell it again. That's amazing. What are these super sacks? Are they just big bags? Yeah, they're big bags. So um, in some of the photos that I just showed, uh, that big bag that had a lot of bottles, I don't know, I can... Yeah, because Ellen just came from a presentation at Sustainable Brands Detroit 2019, and she was on a panel with Dell and Nestle and Tupperware and uh, a bunch of different big brands that are all here. So here's a picture of Super Sack. Of okay, I remember yeah. seeing those in the... And those are like a plastic too, right? Like a woven plastic, I think? Um, that's probably what they're made out of. Yeah. But they were used many, many times. Um, yeah. They're just gigantic bags that are used to collect the plastic. And so it's really important to be taking colored plastic because we have a big problem in our area where we can't accept black plastic into our recycling center. So Toronto says they can't because they can't read the numbers on the bottom because they have lasers that read the, the numbers. Yeah. But then our area can't take it because it's just nobody wants it. There's no value in it, right? Yeah. So it's very well, good. Well, it's hard, right? You can only make, it's like the color wheel that we learned when we were younger, right? Oh my gosh, um, yeah. You know, how do you, what colors make red? What colors make green? What colors make black? Well, almost any color can make black. Yeah. And again, for us, we're making black ink cartridges, so we can use any color. We yeah. can use the things that other people can't use. Yeah, which is amazing. And then you have some really cool numbers for us. So how many are, how many cartridges do you make like in a year or? Yeah. So the numbers that we just discussed, HP has uh, produced over 4 billion ink cartridges that use recycled plastic to date. That's so crazy. that's a lot, right? We yeah. sell a lot of printers. We sell a lot of ink. And it's important for us as a company to be shifting 
our material usage to stop using virgin and to use more recycled plastics, more recycled materials whenever we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we've done with our ink cartridges. That's what we're doing with all of our products. So uh, the volume is big and it's um, part of our circular economy strategy to really move in that direction. Mm-hmm. In terms of ocean bound plastic, HP sourced over 25 million bottles of ocean bound plastic from March 2017, which is when we started shipping our first container, until this past April 2019. That's and crazy. And we're going to continue to use more. God, that's so that's so much. And it's just coming from little Haiti, which I was saying before, right? Where you think about the rest of the world and how much plastic is probably going into the ocean. So it's amazing to see a big company like HP taking on this initiative and, and doing it right. So that's very, very cool. And uh, you, you talked a little bit more about the the process in Haiti. So you mentioned that it's creating good jobs, which is awesome to see. Yes. So there's a lot of unemployment in Haiti. After the earthquake in 2010, many people lost their jobs, they lost their livelihoods, they lost their homes, and had to find a new source of income. So many people did start to collect uh, waste and try to find value in it. So through the work that we've been able to do to set up our recycling process and use Haiti PET plastic to create products like HP ink cartridges, um, we've been able to create over 795 income opportunities uh, through that volume. And We recently announced in April that we're investing in a $2 million washing line to bring more capabilities down to Haiti for recycling, more infrastructure for recycling, and more jobs. We're expecting over a 1,000 new jobs to come with that washing line that we're working on installing. So the washing line is super important because nobody wants dirty plastic, right? That's right. You can't have contamination in your plastic. Yeah. So this is going to create more jobs. It's going to make clean a clean stream of plastic. And then it gets shipped up to Montreal, which is near where I live. And that's where it is uh, It is put back into these cartridges and then filled with ink. Is that That's is that right. right. And high value, high quality plastic is really important. So the washing line is going to uh, allow for a much more valuable plastics market in Haiti. So not only will they have the capability to sell to HP, who's already invested there, But that capability is going to attract other large companies, hopefully, um, like HP, uh, and create more demand for their plastic. Mm -hmm. So it's good for us. It's good for the economy. It's good for the families down there. Uh, It's certainly good for the environment. And you're leading the way, too, because if we can get these systems set up around the world to those 10 most polluting rivers, right, we can kind of curb that flow of plastic that's going into the ocean, and then we can start reusing it. So uh, it's really, really great to see. And then you've done some other work as well. So you've uh, you've paired with, was it Jenna Jambak? Yes, Dr. Jenna Jambak. Yeah, so she is like the the lead ocean plastics researcher, right? Yeah, so she led the groundbreaking research that quantified how much plastic is flowing into the ocean annually. 8 million metric tons of plastic, more than a garbage truck a minute. And her research really shed light on this enormous problem uh, and really created a a strong call to action around the world for people to figure out how to solve it. Mm -hmm. So um, she is aware of the program that we have in Haiti and expressed interest in studying the role of women in recycling. And since we work very closely with the collector community down in Haiti, it was a great basis for her to come down and interview the female collectors in our process to understand how they're able to find solutions and lift up their community and create this really strong recycling market. 
And you've also done a, a study on the importance of sustainability in the workplace, HP. Yes. Was, was that you that was spearheading that? Uh, yeah, our uh, company was involved in, in that. Having data to understand what customers want um, mm-hmm. from this point of view, what employees want out of their companies is really important. It's helping to shift the mindset of executives making decisions around um, choices to be more sustainable. So having data like these studies is making a big difference and helping to provide decision makers with the data needed to make the case, make the business case to be more sustainable. And you were collecting some interesting data from Haiti right right on the ground there because those little rings you were telling me about where you couldn't figure out the easiest way to get them off, like to separate them? Yeah, so through... Um, through working with the very first mile of our supply chain, working with these collectors who are picking up the bottles, uh, we've created a, a dialogue, a two-way dialogue um, in quarterly supplier meetings where uh, we and our partners sit down with the collectors to understand what's working, what's not, and to hear from them. And then to also talk about uh, requirements that we have around plastic quality. So having that two-way dialogue is, is really helpful, and it helps us find solutions. It helps us identify problems, fix things. Um, so mm-hmm. being sure. transparent and creating that two-way street is really important. And listening to the workers and making things good for them and making things right, and good making for customers. based on that feedback. Yeah, yeah, which is very a very smart way of doing it. And uh, you have something called the HP Stitch Printer, what is that? Yes. So HP is moving into textile printing. Uh, and there are lots of sustainability benefits to many of our products. And in the textile space, there's a lot of opportunity for improvement from a sustainability point of view. So look forward to more from HP in textile printing uh, and from sustainability. Very cool. And do you work with Next Wave Plastics as well? We do. So HP um, joined this past summer Next Wave Plastics, which is a consortium of companies who are focused on building a global network of supply chains around ocean plastic. And at, at the point where we were last summer, where we've been able to scale Haiti, we've been able to consistently source ocean-bound plastic and put it into our products successfully. We felt like it was a great time to be able to join these other companies share our successes, share our learnings so that we could help them scale faster and vice versa. We can learn from their work too. Um, and what is Instant Ink? Uh, Instant Ink. That's oh, one of in- my favorite. In- Instant. Instant. Yeah, yeah. Instant. Instant Ink. It's one of my favorite um, HP products these days. We have so many. The concept is if you own an HP printer, you can subscribe to Ink. So you don't have to go out to the store when you run out and you go to print something and you you don't have any ink. Um, So if you subscribe to Instant Ink, your printer is connected to a network that will communicate with HP and tell us when you're low. So we'll ship out new ink. And you can subscribe at different levels depending on how much you print. Uh, But that way you never run out. And because it's a service-based model, one, the economics work for everybody. Uh, oftentimes, it's cheaper for the consumer to purchase ink that way, and it's better for HP too. So kind of everybody wins. But it's also more sustainable because of certain reasons like we don't need to have retail packaging around those ink cartridges right? Um, for security reasons, right? You can have slimmer, smaller packaging. We know it's going directly to one of our customers. Uh, we can put uh, extra large cartridges in instant ink. 
um, which makes them last longer and more usable for the consumer. We can include a return recycling bag for your empty ink cartridge, which we know this new ink is replacing. So instead of having to think about or take an action with your old empty ink cartridge, you simply put in the bag that came with your new instant ink ink, uh, and it goes back to HP and is recycled right away. So there are a lot of sustainability benefits from this service-based model. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I would love to not have to try to remember what my ink is and like sometimes I have to bring it in in a bag because I don't remember like the name because it takes it so is. long to yeah. like in between times you change your cartridges. Right. So you can just, um, you don't have to worry about that. That's very cool. I didn't know printers could communicate like that. Yes. So. Technology continues to advances and helps us in so many ways. And helps the environment too, right? right. That's That's a a very good example. So uh, are there any other programs that HP is working on, like in sustainability? Because that is a whole lot. So I would be very surprised if you said there's another one. Well, we just focus primarily on (laughs) printing and on ink cartridges. But if you look across our entire portfolio, our personal systems, our PCs, our 3D printing um, that we're also moving into. There's sustainability stories and leadership in every single product line that we have. Oftentimes, you'll see HP towards the top of all the ratings and rankings around sustainability, and that's something that is really important to our company. It's really important to our CEO and our executive team. It's really important to all the employees that work there. It was important to our founders, and uh, we have a huge responsibility and a huge yeah. business opportunity to be more sustainable every day for our customers. Um, and our communities where we live and work. Yeah. Are you allowed to say the announcement that you made uh, today? Yes. So technically, this product was announced last week at Computex in in Taiwan. Um, But HP has launched the world's first display monitor for PC that uses ocean-bound plastic. So we already use ocean-bound plastic in our ink cartridges, and now we're using it in our PC products in this display docking monitor. Um, So it's huge innovation for us, and we think the IT industry as a whole to be able to prove that you can take a single-use plastic PET bottle and upcycle it into a highly valuable IT product. And if you look at this new HP Elite uh, display, uh, somewhere around 10 different parts use ocean-bound plastic. So the, the plastic around the webcam, the plastic that's on the back of the panel of the monitor, parts of the stand. Um, so we've proven it's possible. We're putting it in some of our most valuable products. It's a really proud day for me and I think for all of the HP employees that worked really hard to make it happen. Yeah, that's very cool because it's a very nice looking TV and you wouldn't think that it came <laughs> display. from... Display. Don't call it display, a sorry. docking monitor. It's an <laughs> HP Elite display. I'm not, I'm not into jargon, <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, so are there anything that, any things uh, that you do in your personal life to be sustainable because I did notice as soon as you sat down with me that you took your reusable water bottle out and put it on the desk. So that's awesome to see. Yes. And I love, I love my bottle. Um, in fact, I kind of made a mistake the other day. I let somebody borrow it who needed one and I didn't need it, um, that afternoon. So I said, Oh, you can take mine. And then they scratched it. And I didn't realize (laughs) the emotional connection I had to my bottle until I was like, what happened to my baby? Um, so, uh, I mean, I guess I would say, there are so many things that I could continue to do personally to improve my own sustainability footprint. So things like using a reusable bottle, I think are really important for me. It's become a habit. Like yeah. it's just part of my daily activity. 
Uh, but there's a long list of things I think as individuals we can do to change our behavior. And we're seeing a wave of change now. Things like yeah. people refusing a straw, um, people looking at alternate ways to transport themselves to and from mm-hmm. work and you know their errands and that sort of thing. So uh, I think the future is very bright. There are a lot of solutions out there and we can all be part of the solution. Good. Well, it's very nice to hear that HP is part of the solution. So I'm definitely going to buy your ink now instead of like other ink because I, I had no idea that uh, that you were such a sustainable company. So it's really nice to, to see. So thank you so much, Ellen, for coming on the show. And it was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Well, so nice to be here. And thanks for um, letting us share our stories. Awesome. That was Ellen Jakowski, Global Head of HP's Sustainability Strategy and Innovation at Sustainable Brands Conference 2019 in Detroit. So when I first started looking at flights to get to Detroit, I Google mapped it and realized I could just drive. It's about six hours from my house, but I have a little bit of an issue. So I actually drive a 2006 Toyota Tacoma. Now it is sustainable to drive something that is used because the carbon footprint technically is absorbed by the first owner. So I bought this truck used a long time ago and it would be more of a carbon footprint to buy a new vehicle because then I would have to absorb the carbon footprint of that new vehicle and everything that goes into making it. So I've kind of been holding off, but of course it's a truck, so it burns a lot of fuel. So I am in the market for an EV or a fully electric vehicle, but I don't have one yet and certainly didn't have time to get one before a sustainable brands conference in Detroit. So I looked at the train, which would have put me into Windsor and then left me to uh, get through the city on my own and find the tunnel across the Detroit River. So I didn't really want to do that either. So instead, what I did was I rented a car and actually the price of renting the car was cheaper than it would have cost me in gas to drive my truck all the way to Detroit. So I'm super happy about that. I think I made the best decision, not only financially, but also for the environment. So thank you for tuning in. Thanks to Ellen for joining us in Detroit, all the way from California. The work she's done in Haiti is truly amazing. And thank you for listening and helping the podcast reach 100,000 downloads. Keep up all the good work you're doing at home because we are seeing positive change and living sustainably is becoming more and more possible each and every day with your actions and those of small and big businesses, just like HP. If you like our show and want to help save the world from all this trash we're consuming, please consider donating to the Zero Waste Countdown. You can become a patron on Podbean, you can find me on Patreon, or you can donate right on the website, zerowastecountdown.com. And if you're interested in seeing a photo of our guests, you can check us out on Instagram. That's zero underscore waste underscore countdown. And if you want to email me, it's laura at zerowastecountdown.com. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks to all our listeners in America, Canada, Australia, Germany, the UK, and wherever else you may be tuning in from. Together, we're going to change the world. Change starts now. This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast.